Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Well, what is the one thing in life you want to get right? Today, we're going to hear some fantastic insights about what that one thing is. But before we get too far into our show, you are listening to GirlfriendIt Radio with Patty Wyatt. And where we want to rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we'll have more information about today's show and other tips and tricks um, on the website toginet.com. But first of all, I have to tell you, I'm so excited about this show due to the fact that I have the honor to interview someone that's been in my life forever. I have watched her grow up and truly blossom into an amazingly brilliant entrepreneur. She fiercely fights for injustice and takes a stand for what she believes in. The coolest thing about this crazy, brilliant lady is that she is my niece, and I'm so proud of her as I watch her shine her life um, literally from the inside out. So welcome, author and illustrator, Becca Nevius. How are you today? I'm great. I'm just sitting here with my coffee and talking to you, so good morning. Can't get any better than that, right? No. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, you have some exciting like treats waiting for us behind door number one as you are unveiling your new book. Um, I love the concept of uh, you've just you just now finished it and you're you're ready to release it and it's God is bigger than a juice box. So tell us exactly what inspired you to even write this book, Beck. Yeah. Well, it's it's I have toddler age kids. So one thing I'm always trying to do with them is talk with them about God and finding ways to do that can be tricky when all they care about is, you know, construction machines and dragons and just, you know, things that aren't normal segues into, and did you know that God loves you? (laughs) Um, So this book was really meant to incorporate those things that they really love into, um, and, and and the Lord, the God that I love and the God that I so desire them to see and love and know his love for them. So I um, originally wrote down a conversation that I heard a three- and four-year-old having. It was kind of a competition, and they were comparing the size of God with objects from their everyday world. And they actually started with the juice box and ended with, God is bigger than outer space. And I just thought, here are these little toddlers bringing God into their world. And I thought, I want to do, I want to make a book that does that for them. Mm. Mm. Well, I, I just can't say enough about this book. It, it's just the, tell us a little bit about even the illustrations, like how you, cause it's powerful. Just the pictures when you're looking through it. Yeah. I just, I really tried to pay attention to what the kids, what my kids were really drawn to. And they liked very simple, clean pictures that were really obvious what the object was. Like sometimes there's really artsy things and they look really good to me. And then I try and show them to my kids and they're like, nah. So they're really bright, really, really bright colors so they can interact with them. And, um, yeah. And some of the illustrations are just 
like one thing um, in my book is a dragon, and that's something that my kids really like. Uh, and it's imaginary, but you know that that line between imaginary and real for kids is very paper thin. Sometimes it's non-existent. So even you know if, if, if they're afraid of dragons, I wanted to say you know God's bigger than that. God's bigger. So. The whole concept of the book is that God is bigger than anything we can see or imagine and that he's so big and his love is so big and he loves us with that giant love. So that's, that's the idea and, and behind all the illustrations and the simplicity of the book. Mm, I love that. And how powerful, too, to truly – I mean, I know when my kids were that age, it was ongoing, the same book, over and over and yeah. over again. <laughs> And so, and I remember I actually, cause my temperament, I'm highly driven by results. So to, yeah. to do the same thing over and over again, I can't say that that was my, my perfect season of life. And I actually had someone, another mom, a, a more mature mom at the time come along and say, you know, it is about repetition that this is how they, they mm -hmm. learn. And this is how God helps you be patient. And I had never thought of it that way, but, um, to, to be able to be patient, to read this amazing book over and over again, and really put that in their head. And, you know, someone could be listening mm -hmm. going, Oh yeah. Brainwash them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cause like you said, <laughs> if they do have the monster fear under their bed, which I know, um, let's just say the majority of my kids did all the way up until junior high, like how yeah. cool to have that in their head to go. Nope. Yeah. God's bigger God than the monster bigger. under my bed. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I kept trying to tell them about, you know, there's, we have our Bible and we love reading through those stories and they're so great, obviously. And, um, but I love that I can help share a simple truth over and over and again, because I do feel a pressure as a mom to just communicate every single thing about my faith to them. But you know what? None of that stuff really gets in if they don't first understand that they they can serve a big God and that, that big God loves them. That's really the foundation. And if they can just get that, then all the other stuff's going to fall into place. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I'm really excited about it. We're actually 24% um, funded and we haven't even been online Kickstarter for 48 hours yet. So it's really encouraging that people are also getting behind the idea going, okay, I want to, I want to support this because yes, I want this tool for my kids too. And, um, and we, this is one of two. So I have another one that I'm excited to launch too um, in the spring. Awesome. So on that note, I want you to, I, I just got done bragging about what an entrepreneur you are. And you, you're just, you, you amaze me because you always are looking for that next, like best thing, not, mm -hmm. not just to benefit you. You really do see the, the gaps in the void of, you know, how to help moms and how do mm -hmm. we really truly raise our kids uh, that to be Christ-centered. And with that, tell us how you, we can find out more about how to get our hands on God is Bigger Than a Juice Box, as well as you have, you and a couple of your great girlfriends are also creating a YouTube um, kind of talk show to help yeah. you know those moms that are out there that are in the same stage of life that you are. And what a better way than to, to listen to other moms going through it. And maybe we can all learn and benefit from that. So tell us how we can get more information about these things. Yeah, no, I'd love to. So um, you can go to juiceboxpress.com, and on the homepage is a link to our Kickstarter. So Kickstarter is a, crowd, a crowdfunding way of um, bringing ideas to life. So we actually, this, 
book won't go to print unless we get fully funded. And I am really confident we'll get there. Um, but we do want to get as many people involved as possible. So juiceboxpress.com, click on our Kickstarter um, to help fund that project and bring it to life. And then, yeah, some friends, some mom friends and I were sitting around at the park the other day just talking about, like, how it really does take a community of women to raise our kids and all the weird things that have happened to our kids that were like, who do I call about this, you know, or just needing that friend to sit over coffee and talk with. And I, you know, I didn't have that all the time um, as a young, young mom. And um, we just wanted to basically invite people to our, our table, pull up a chair, have a cup of coffee for 22 minutes, because that's how long Daniel Tiger is, and just talk about all the things that's going on with our kids and um, some happy things, some hard things. And um, we, we're, we're still coming up with a name. We're thinking um, mom jeans and stretchy pants because we're sort of in that stage uh, <laughs> of stretchy pants and, you know, trying to be cool at the same time. So, But we'll, we'll be putting that channel when we start it on the juiceboxpress.com website. And we also have other resources on there, too, things that, um, for instance, Joel and I are using with our kids that are really practical um, under our resource page. So check that out, too. Awesome. You know, it, it is amazing because uh, when I was in the same season that you're in right now, I remember like, calling all my friends and spending so much time calling them to ask situations like where I needed to be calling a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> you realize, okay, I spent half of my day, you know, finding out what this, you know, red spot is on my child's yeah. cheek. And I yeah, probably called the doctor, but, but you don't, you want to, it's like, those are really, truly the people that know because now everything is specialized. So you call a doctor and you're like, Oh, okay, well you, you can come in and see me, but then I'm going to send you to a dermatologist. And then the dermatologist is going to do all of these. Well, we have to do the test because they don't want to give you the information. It's like, wait, someone in my circle that I sit at the table with knows the answer. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's true. And to some of those strange things that I've literally taken my kids to the doctor and they're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then I talked to an older mom. She's like, oh, let me tell you. This is what's going on. Oh, I I know. It is really interesting. Just, you know, tapping into your resources that that's happening to my, my neighbor, as a matter of fact, right now, he has some weird form of whatever in his in his blood and we were out walking and one of our neighbors said oh yeah you know what my dad has that same thing so he's been going to the mayo clinic going to all these doctors and come to find out it's some rare thing that my neighbor's dad had it and it's like random that that circle of resources is just so so powerful well that power of community is amazing yep yeah we have two minutes left of our show back so if you can give our listeners out there like a tip, especially those, those moms, you know, what, what's something right now that you've just been going through that you go, ah, you know, stay with it, stay in there. You're a great mom. What would a tip be? Mm. Actually, I just wrote a blog on this yesterday and um, it was just about being present with my kids. I think I try and, you know, look up all the Pinterest boards and try and get all these things to make them entertained and, happy and learning, which those are all good things, but I'm realizing that really what, what my kids want is just me. They just want me there. Um, so just remembering that and they want me there and to not feel pressure to teach your kids everything all at once, that it's this slow, 
slow progression, and um, we're, we're building a foundation in our kids' lives one brick at a time. So, you know, starting your day with, I want them to know that God loves them, and I'm going to be present with them so that they, they know that, and I'll tell them that. And that's, that's enough. Mm-hmm. You know, God knows. He made us just right for our kids, and we're enough and with Him. I love so. that. And thank you so much. Once again, Becca, I love, 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 love. We're going to have to have you back on the show again when uh, this book is released. And other than that, run and find out a little bit more about God is Bigger Than a Juice Box. Thanks. Back to you. Awesome. This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. My husband and I were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. It's marching down the curve. Derek Thompson, co-founder of the Save the Elephant Foundation, was taking a rescued elephant named Kam La for a walk along the river. As they were walking, Derek decided to stop and take a dip in the water. But when he called to Kamla, who was waiting on the shore, the elephant thought he was in trouble and came running to his rescue. Kamla charged through the water, sheltering him with her body and offering her trunk for him to hold on to. What's another word for a trained elephant? A kunki. Elephant trainers in Asia are known as mahouts. And the padded seat or saddle used to ride on an elephant is called a howda. Kamla and her mother, Bai Tui, are among the 70 elephants the foundation has rescued since its inception. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back. This is Patty Wyatt, and we went into that commercial break talking with Becca Nevius on, if you could say in one word what you want more of in life, what would that be? And I fully agree with Becca, it's, it's Christ. And with that, knowing that, 
what what other things are you striving for? And this is intriguing to me, and it's become more and more obvious that the things we humans desperately long for today, we don't take the time to ask or pause to truly seek those answers. And this last weekend, I work with uh, girls that are in college, and I had them write a list of 10 things, 10 traits of what do you want in a relationship? What do you want from your future spouse? What would that look like? And once again, we just don't take the time to go, this is what I want. And we move forward in situations that might not be the best situations for us because we don't take that time to to be still and to look for the answers um, from God. We just want to have the power and the control over our, our own life. And uh, as I had them write this list, it was interesting because um, the majority of them, they had some of the similar things on that list, which was, of course, you know, cute, <laughs> nice body, nice eyes, sense of humor. But I had them look at that list and then match it up. Do they have these traits? Will you offer the same traits that you want from your future spouse? And I thought it was it was interesting and it, it was funny because um, one of them actually said, well, opposites attract. So everything on the list, <laughs> I'm the opposite of. But to truly look at that that list to go, what do what traits do I have? What am I offering the world? How am I showing up to the world? And am I working on the same things that I want somebody else to be working on that I want to spend the rest of my life with? And it, one of the things one of the gals said was, um, the number one thing that they were looking for is that this person had to believe in Jesus and not just believe in Jesus, but truly be pursuing them to be craving them and to, to look at every day. What are you doing um, in pursuing Jesus? As we talked about last week, even when you're taking out the trash, how, how are you representing and, and honoring God? And uh, it, it was just an, a nice, um, conversation to once again, take that time to pause. And I am hoping for our listeners today that we can do a little bit of that as well. So if you're thinking, what is missing in my life and work today and why I can't um, figure out these precious ingredients, I'm going to list a few here that I, as I'm out chatting with, with women and, and men, but often I'll ask women this question of what, what's that one thing? And it seems like the number one people are striving for happiness. And I know we've talked about this before. Is it truly about the happiness or is it about the holiness? And often when we're focusing on the holiness, um, that happiness just falls into to place. But if the biggest challenge is not knowing what I want to do and that missing element is I just don't have that happiness in my life. And this is different than joy, which we're going to talk about that here in a little bit as well. But it becomes so hard to achieve and even harder to maintain, uh, especially in in work with professional women. I've seen that happiness continually escapes them because they really don't understand exactly what will make them happy. They don't know themselves. Um, secondly, they search outside of themselves for happiness. And they're looking for that happiness in their job. They want that happiness in their husband 
and that husband should be meeting all those needs. They've come up with the traits, and now I want you to fulfill that happiness. I'm looking for that happiness in a family, and when that family is irritable or annoying or I don't agree with their choices, then uh, I, I heard one time Kevin Bacon said, you're as happy as your least happiest child. And so many times that's true. If you're having a miserable day because of a, a child and the experience that you're having, it can really bring you down if that's what you're focusing on with your happiness. Maybe it's a title. You really want to get that VP job at work. And without that, you just keep thinking, once I'm here, then I'll be happy. Maybe it's a paycheck, a fancy house. And all those things. I mean, you can fill in the blanks. As a result, though, happiness is constantly out of your control. And it's a perpetual moving target that never stands still long enough for you to grasp. And just like Becca talked about, you know, being present there with your kids, just being in the moment. Uh, so many times we, we just keep thinking, you know, once I get this car, or once I get this outfit, or once I get this teeth whitener, then... I'm going to feel better about myself, and that's going to bring happiness. And I, I'm not saying that these things don't bring happiness. I think it's a short-term uh, style of happiness because, of course, they can. The key point is that if everything you're searching for remains outside of you, you'll always be scrambling and chasing. And I thought it was interesting. Um, one of the gals, when we were talking about um, what that that future spouse would look like, she said, I'm really happy right now in the relationship that, that I'm in, but I wonder if it's the right kind of happiness. And I thought that was so significant because it's so true. If you're Once again, if you're searching outside of you, you're going to always be scrambling and, and chasing. The, the next thing I, I hear often is that one thing, if I just had more money. Not having enough money or time to accomplish the things I want to do. If I had the money and the time, then that would be the one thing I wish I had more of. And it's, it's fascinating that no matter what we earn, we somehow feel we never have enough. So the question is, are you taking the time to pause and really evaluate how much money do you really need to bring about the life experiences that will truly fulfill you. And if you want more money, do you understand the key principles and behaviors required to generate it? Uh, once again, it's it's not money that um, is, it would be the crazy thing that brings you down. It's that love of money that, that can be the root of all evil when that's all you do is think that is my number one thing. So consider that. Where is that challenge about money in your life? Is it becoming uh, an obsession with you? Which leads to the next one, number three, is freedom. The biggest challenge is having the freedom to find my true purpose of literally being lit up. I like asking people the question, um, what will get you up at four o'clock in the morning, you know, what would be, you would be so excited that you literally can't sleep at night because you know, you're going to do this the next day. And I, I know for me, one of my um, running partners, we used to get up at, at four 30 pretty much every morning. And I literally, it, it lit me up. I, I loved it. I, I so enjoy 
um, running. And when she moved, I grieved that because there's something about getting up and being excited about running. It's another thing, getting up and being excited to run with someone, to have that, that partner, um, that you can talk to. It was so therapeutic to, to have that, that, therapy at the beginning of your day to run and talk and to, to debrief, you know, what's going on in your life. And, uh, so what, what is that? What is that freedom that really lights you up? And with so many, it's the autonomy, like at work to actually have choices, to not go to work and feel like you're a robot, to be able to go to work and make the choices in your day and just the freedom of, of life. And going back to scripture, scripture gives us the guidelines for how we can have this freedom. Yet so often we see it as rules, regulations, um, basically policies to not have fun. We see it as, oh, you know, I have to follow these commandments. And um, that that isn't going to bring any kind of fun in my in my life. And yet it really is about the freedom, the freedom of the, the consequences of what takes place when we we don't follow some of these. Um, I, I don't see it as rules and regulations. It's more of following these guidelines so we can have the blessings and be able to have this incredible um, freeing life. We all want it. Yet so many people I meet are resistant to doing what's required to get it. They want to feel free. Yet we're scared to muster the courage to do what's necessary to become free. So what is necessary to experience freedom? Uh, I see that it, it requires making yourself um, right, not wrong, following your own authentic values and beliefs. And if if you are a listener out there that really likes to challenge yourself and to, to, you know, truly be listening right now. If you're, if you're driving in your car, maybe not grab that pen, but if you're sitting there at home or you're in your kitchen, grab a pen and write down, you know, five things that you, you value. What, what are your beliefs? I know for me, I like to put faith as my number one thing that I value. Then it's, it's my family. It is fitness. I love staying fit. I love going outside and, you know, trail hikes, just continuously being passionate about uh, staying fit. It is financial freedom and fun. I truly value fun. And if I don't have fun in my day, it, uh, I don't feel free. I feel um, just, it puts me in a funk. So take a pen and write down five things that you really value. And if you aren't familiar with what you, you value and you go outside of that box, then you, you're just not well with your soul. If you're doing things outside of what your faith, you know, where you feel like um, being Christ centered and you're, maybe you're talking about someone or you're throwing someone under, under the bus, you won't feel good about it. It, it really does mess with you. So to know what you value and build those strong boundaries to protect yourself and what others will tell you is right or true or try to force on you, you you know where you stand. You you have that foundation, and it takes forging your own path in life and at work, despite the challenges and the naysayers. When you have 
those values written down and you're aware of them. And with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back after these messages. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90 plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a one of a kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Have you ever considered dancing your way to fitness? It may be time for you to find innovative things to add to your fitness program. Variety is always good, not only for your body, but also for your mind. I want to encourage you to add aerobic dance to your exercise routine. Dancing has become so popular because of television shows like Dancing with the Stars. Aerobic dance classes get your heart rate up and sustains it while you work almost every muscle in your body. It allows you to let go and to release any stress that you're carrying while you get a fun and energetic workout. You don't need to be coordinated or a great dancer. Just step into a class or rent a DVD and let loose. Aerobic dance is a wonderful form of cardio exercise and a fun way to get in shape. I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back. You are listening to Patty Wyatt as we talk about what do you want more of in life? I know we started the show with what if one word, um, what's the one thing you want more of in life? And uh, as Becca earlier stated, talking about her, her book, God is Bigger Than a Juice Cup, uh, that it's Christ. And when you have Christ, obviously that's your center, that's your foundation. And then what does that look like outside of that in your daily walk? And what are we striving for? And we talked about happiness. So many times people are saying, I just want to be happy. And how do I find that happiness? We talked about money. For some, it's like, if I just had the the time and the money, then I could find that happiness. And other people have said the freedom. I want to have that freedom. And what does that look like? And then number four, it's peace. Uh, the biggest challenge is lack of clarity about who I am and my purpose. 
And I think we're always trying to strive for who, who am I? I know my, my daughter and her close friend, um, Courtney, they are putting on a workshop that is just going to be talking about who am I? And I know we've, we've shared this on the show and whose am I, if I truly am the, the daughter of a King, am I living that way? And what would my purpose be? And we so often, once again, if we don't have the, what we value written down, then it's easy for us to go down all kinds of paths on trying to figure out what your purpose is. And we long for that peace desperately, um, peace from the noise, from the chatter in our in our head, from listening to the the weird narrative that we often will put in our own brain. And most of the time it's negative because we just allow that outside noise and pressure and responsibilities to come in. We also want peace from uh, the conflicts and strain we inflict on ourselves, you know, every minute to be better. We want to be stronger, more courageous. We want to be smarter, prettier, thinner. We Maybe we want to be better parents, a better friend, a better wife. You know, you fill in the blank. It's that continuous, ongoing conversation that we're having. And do we need to pause and be still and change the chatter, change the conversation in our head to put in something more positive and more more peaceful? Once again, be still and, and know um, that, who is God and what truly can bring us that peace, that peace beyond anything we could ever imagine or ask for, according to Ephesians 3.20. And peace I found doesn't come from being better at anything or even figuring anything out. Attaining peace is a practice that we need to cultivate and commit to. Um, peace today will never just fall in our lap. Laps. It's way too chaotic of a world. And we're seeing more and more where people are so overwhelmed. Instead of having that peace, you hear of anxiety, just that continuous um, struggling in life that there, we're not carving out that space. And instead, when we do have that space, we get on social media, which doesn't help create peace. It just creates more anxiety of, oh, so-and-so is doing this and um you know, they're in Hawaii, they're in Bahamas. I, I want that in my life, which goes back to, oh, that'll make me happy, but I need more money and I need the freedom from work to be able to go there. So once again, that chatter just starts and it, it keeps spiraling. So what are you willing to commit to daily? Regardless of what's around you, you don't have to know your, your purpose to be at peace, but you have to commit to being at peace. And building daily practices that will support you in that commitment. So once again, if you have a pen handy, what can you commit to right now to go, I'm going to do this every day. I'm going to spend so much time doing quiet time. I'm going to commit to having this, this time, this space to being at peace and figuring out how to build those daily practices once again that will support what I value here and having that peace. All right. Number five is joy. The biggest challenge, how to find the right role or position that will bring joy in my life, in my work, in my family, in my relationships. And once again, in working with women, um, in just the ones that are truly, they love what they're doing. 
um, I've, I've noticed that they are the ones that truly have joy. And so when they have joy, they can bring that to the table in their careers. They bring that to the table in their families and their relationships and basically what they contribute to the world, uh, simply by knowing they pave the way for more joy and therefore they bring joy into other people's lives as well. And we simply can't feel joy in our lives if um, we're not allowing that, that once again, that time for peace, that time for Christ, that, that time to just be there, letting, allowing God into our, our world and letting him walk with us, surrendering things over to him and not trying to control everything we do, but having him control our lives. We're not able to effectively separate uh, who we are from what we do and why we want to unless we are focusing on what God wants us to do. So when you're stuck in that place, maybe it is at work where you hate going to work every day. Maybe it's with people you don't respect, uh, supporting outcomes that you feel wrong in, in doing that. They don't match up to the values that you you wrote down. Then your life as a whole, it, it just can't help but be joyless. You cannot be well with your soul um, if you don't have these things matching up. So once again, take that time and write down, what do I need to do to have that joy? What am I doing where I, I just, I, I'm not well with my soul because this is not matching up. My values aren't matching up to the way I'm living my life. The next one is I hear this so often. I have people come up to me and go, Patty, you're crazy busy. You have three kids. And how do you balance your life? Like, where do you find time to, to do all these things? And you've probably heard the, the old saying, give um, a, a task to a busy person because you know they're going to get it done. Because for some reason, busy people, they know how to carve out their day and to deal with the time management so they can make things happen. But balancing your life, and I, I know I have seasons where I feel like I'm on, I'm on top of it, where I am hitting all these other things in your life that we talked about, where you have the freedom, you're feeling very happy, you're um, you know having that peace, the, the quiet time, you're making space for life, for all the different, you know, just holistically balancing your life. And yet there are other times where that flexibility is just crazy and you're feeling out of control. And once again, when you're feeling that way, that anxiety, you're not well with your soul and you can start spiraling down. So what what does that look like on having that work life family balance and making it doable that you can prioritize and defend and honor those priorities fiercely, which means saying no to people. Uh, sometimes every minute of the day, you're literally fighting those priorities. And it takes understanding of uh, what are your non-negotiables? What won't you compromise on? What you won't say yes to? And then living with that knowledge and making the right decisions that align with your top life priorities. And if you can't do that, you can't create or sustain 
the balance. Uh, if, you know, once again, grab a pen and go, what are some of my non-negotiables? Where do I need to, maybe it's something in your life right now where you can't figure out why you're spiraling out of control. I know I had um, a strong prayer warrior that came up to me and questioned me, why do you feel like you always have to be the room, the room mom? And it was like, because my mom was always the room mom. I, I have to be a room mom. I have to be there. So my, you know, for my kids, etc. But there was other things that I could be doing that would allow me to be more present with my kids than being the room mom. And for those of you that are out there that are completely, you know, you're the, the PTO mom, you're the room mom. I'm not suggesting that you don't do these things because that might be um, where you feel called. But my point is when I really evaluated my life in the balance, that was one that I could I could eliminate and put myself in other areas um, to be there with my kid, our kids, plural. The next one is fulfillment. The biggest challenge is utilizing your potential in the best way possible for yourself and for others to where you, you truly are fulfilled in what you're bringing to the table, how you're showing up in life and how you're um, truly there to serve others within that fulfillment. Because as we're going through this list, it's, it's just, once again, it's about me, 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 me. And so often when we're doing uh, growth in our own lives, it, it turns into this, it's all about me <laughs> rather than looking at it and going, yes, I do need to be healthy. I do need to pour into, um, you know, making sure I have my my values in place, my priorities in in place. Um, where am I seeking my my happiness? Is it from within or is it uh, as an outside source? So when we we do this, we we need to look at how am I serving others? Once again, how am I utilizing my potential in the best possible way? my gifts, my talents, my strengths. And with that, if you can grab a pen and write down your top three strengths. Also, if you have a trusted friend to ask them, what would you say, you know, where am I gifted? What are some of my talents? Where do you say my, my strengths are in the way I live my life? So ask those questions and find out a little bit about who you are just by discovering your strengths. And with that, we're going to be right back after this commercial break. And we're going to talk about a couple more things that we can do to add into our lives. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. 
My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. Stadia plants churches that intentionally care for children. We won't stop until every child has a church. For more information, go to stadia.cc. This is the Tokenet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Scotch tape originate in Scotland? Nope. The popular gift wrapping tape was actually developed right here in the United States. In 1926, the Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company, 3M, was being a bit rapacious, trying to save a little scratch or money, and started using a cheaper adhesive on their sticky tape. A Detroit automaker ordered some of this newer, cheaper tape to use for spray painting auto bodies. But the automaker complained because the tape was scotch a politically incorrect word that meant cheap or stingy. While the tape didn't have the adhesion to satisfy the automaker, it was hardly a Jifu jet. That's an unnecessary thing. It had many other uses, as we all know. So the tape was kept in production, and the name Scotch just stuck. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back. Uh, this is Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan has decided to join us instead of just galley dagging around. And uh, so, hey, Lisa, how are you? Hello. 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 You've come back from, um, I, I mentioned last week being in Bethlehem that, you know, some of us just get out the nativity scene, but you actually go there and, um, you know, celebrate Jesus in a different way. So very, very cool. Well, you know, I try to walk the streets, walk the talk, you know. <laughs> well, we're we're talking today about what do you want more of in life? And I, I kind of started it with, with what's one thing like that you want more of in life? And then it took it turned into ten things. So we we've talked about happiness. But as you know, we talk to women, a lot of them are just like, How how can I be happy? But often you're pursuing that happiness outside of within. And you're looking at it from everybody else. And mm-hmm. usually that's not going to provide the the happiness. And then money. You know, mm-hmm. we're always striving mm-hmm. for oh, more money will make me happy or freedom. Or if I just had more peace or more joy. And, and how do we balance all of this? So we went into fulfillment is where we were um, on number seven. Like I said, it went from one word to now we're, we're leading up. And that fulfillment in truly utilizing your potential in the best possible way for yourself and for others. So what does that look like to 
to be there and, and be willing to serve. I mean, when you look at even the best, you know, leaders of the world, Jesus being one of, one of them, it was truly about what can I do for you? How can I, how can I serve you? And often that brings fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Okay. First of all, can I ask a question? I know. Are you highly caffeinated this morning? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Poor, poor Ben, the producer, he's had a, a <laughs> because you're, you're not breathing. You're just, you're not breathing. And I love it because I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. No, it's so good. Okay. So can I, I, the list you said of what you want more of, is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. That, that was my, my list. You can't follow me when I'm caffeinated. No, I can totally follow you, but I, I was trying to hear, I can say a very like, um, not a really deep thing, but, um, more time, um, to do what you really want to do. I wish sometimes there was just more time to get it all in, to, um, have the conversations to, to read, to be with people, uh, to sleep, um, all of that. Sometimes I wish I had more, more time. Yeah. Is that, is that an okay answer? Does that fit? Yeah, you know, that does fit into what's the one thing that you would want more of in life. And, you know, especially as as you're getting closer to our age, it's interesting. Be careful. You and I talk about this, though. It's it's like mm-hmm. there's certain people that you want to be so um, intentional with, like what you're doing with your time now. And you, you're having to prioritize mm-hmm. with mm-hmm with what you're doing. I know, you know, now even the way I, I take trips for, um, you know, when, when people want you to come train, it's like, Oh, do I really want to go to New York or do I want to go to, you know, North Carolina? What, what do I really want to do? And, you know, I don't know. It's like, it fits into, and that would be my next thing is, and we talk about this so often is your passion. Mm -hmm. I always want to have passion. I feel like when I look at people that don't have passion, and I, I think the opposite of that would be apathy, I, I keep thinking, I, I don't want to become that. I don't want to lose my zest for life. I'm breathing now. You can you can jump in. <laughs> Are you sure? Okay. You know, it was interesting because talking about, like, passion and time, uh, the other day my daughter Amy said to me, she goes, Mom, you're doing a lot of different things. Are you doing the right things? Are you doing the things that really align with your passion? Because it's easy to like say yes to so many things that people want you to say yes to, but really don't fit with, um, with your passion, your own passion and going and, and we only have so much time. And is this distracting me? Is this taking me down a path? Cause somebody invites you somewhere or you see something and you're like, maybe I should go do that. And so it's really caused me to kind of take inventory to go, am I spending my time on the right things that I really am passionate about? And like, like coming into this, um, the holiday season, you know, I love everything about the holidays. I mean, Christmas and decorating and doing all that and the festivities. And like, I've been traveling and I'm like, I'm not loving this because I really want to be home. I really want to be home and enjoy all of this and enjoy family and friends and, and just nesting, you know, and being, so it's like, are we saying yes to the right things and are we saying no to things we should say no to? And that's really, really hard because you and me, like we want to do it all. 
and have an experience about everything, but is everything the right thing to do? So that's kind of where I'm at with all of this going. I need to simplify in some ways. I need to not say yes to to things uh, because I feel like maybe I should. And in fact, I've said no to three things this week already, which probably is not popular with some people, but I've had to do it because I'm like, first of all, I'm, I'm jet lagged and I'm really tired. And it's like, I... I don't know that I should do that. It's the best thing. So anyway, I can breathe now. That's kind of where I'm at with this whole thing of time and passion is really going. Am I spending my time on the things that I'm passionate about and not in a selfish way? Because when you're passionate, you hopefully your passion involves serving and giving back to other people and, and making you know, making the world a better place in your corner of the world. And I, you know, I hope my passion is doing that. So I want to be really intentional with that. So I think that's a lot of it. Maybe I don't need more time. Maybe I need to spend my time more wisely. Well, I think because we don't, we can't get more time. <laughs> we all have the same 24 hours. I, you know, I, and I'm, I'm having our listeners to keep grab a pen and write that down. I think what you're saying is, how am I spending my time and am I spending it where I am passionate and where, you know, God is leading me to, to go. Uh, so, and I think when people say, I want to do things that, that I'm passionate about, what they're really saying is I want to do things that make me feel alive. And like you said, you're jet lagged, you're exhausted. So mm -hmm. then you have to really look back and that goes back to the balance in our life. Um, I, I want to feel alive when I'm, when I'm doing this, or else you do get burned out and then you're exhausted. And then the next thing you know, you do have apathy. So using your talents and abilities um, that you were like given at birth and you've cultivated now to go and be passionate about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it's really hard because there are so many things. It's that, that tyranny of the urgent, so many things scream at us and there's so many options and things that we could do. And, and that might be really good to do, um, but are they the best? And we've had that conversation a lot. It's like, is this the best use or is it just a good use? And um, and do we have to be busy all the time? And I think sometimes we we wear busyness as a, as a badge of honor. Yeah. I'm so busy, I'm so busy. And, um, and, I, and people will even say to me, it's like, I know you're so busy. And I said, you know, we're busy with the things that matter to us. Um, like you're talking about your passion, things that really matter, you will, you will find the time for those. Um, but sometimes it's okay to just be still and not have anything on your agenda for a few days or a day. If, I mean, that's a luxury, but it's okay. I think we think we have to fill in every minute. Um, and I know we, we joke with me, it's like, I have to fill in every silent moment with words <laughs> and I'm trying to learn to not do that. Like, how do we just like, you know, allow silence to be and allow open space? So I think there's some challenges there. I'm, t I'm talking to myself. Can you tell? I can't, I can't. And I love it. And I love the open space because you and I have quite a few um, times that we're going to put down for that open space to, to decorate for Christmas. And yes, we are. That does put a smile on my face. And I have to tell you, I know we haven't celebrated Thanksgiving yet that this can irritate people, but I have my Christmas tree out oh. and today is going to be a little bit of time that I'm gonna just start doing a few things. So I'm excited. I got in last night, my plane landed after midnight and I 
was was wiped out, like you said, just exhausted. So today is going to be one of those days that I get to turn on Christmas music, which my husband will not be happy about as he works at home. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I think Christmas music is anytime. It just makes you feel happy. Yes, yes. So I'm going to be in my happy place for sure. And, um, you know, I'm going to pretend that I'm making cookies, but I know that's not going to happen. It's just, it's the idea of thinking that maybe I'll make cookies, but I'll probably just get a cookie candle out and burn that. That works for me. That works for me. Cause if you just go, I think in my mind, I'm making cookies, then you've done it. Right. Yeah. And you it just have might to not taste good, it. but yeah. yeah, you can do your hot cocoa coffee, you know, a little bit of coffee with with my cream and, you know, smell the cookies, it'll be good to go. And with that, we are wrapping up. And Lisa, I'm so excited that you were able to jump in and talk about what do we really want more of in life? And I hope for those of you who actually grabbed your pen and took notes, you're able to walk away and go, you know what? I am going to pause. I am going to be still. I am going to really take the time to go, who am I? What do I value? What do I want more of in my life? And as we talked about that one thing, hopefully it will be Christ and everything then falls into place. And with that, Lisa, you know what? what tips I, do you have? Okay, I would say, as I'm listening to all this, it's like you have to be intentional because it's like like what you're saying, today you're going to do this. And it's like uh, it doesn't just happen. Like open space doesn't just happen. And, and doing the things that you really want to do, you have to be so intentional, even put it on your calendar, even carve it out and go, if, you know, I'm not going to get distracted. I'm not going to, I'm going to be really intentional with this time that I'm carving out. And that's what I'm learning is you have to be intentional. Otherwise, um, it doesn't happen. And so I think that's, that's my word. That's for me. I'm talking to myself today on the show, which has been really good. So thank you for the therapy session. It's been really, really great. <laughs> and, and I did it sitting up in a chair. So yes, it was so yes. good. Yes. And so you've, you've motivated me to go. Um, I think I might start getting my tree up too. And there's no judging in that, right? Hey, we want to thank everyone for joining our show today and being a part of this. And hopefully you had your pen and paper out and you're going to walk away with some new ideas and, and more passionate. Have a great day. You've been listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty White and Lisa Jernigan. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriended, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show.